epo ni moru oni yangi ma bate mite emi wofa iwo iwofa oni baba ni ko gbowo wa iwo ti dati re sile na emi da ko ko iwo da ko ko sibe o npe mi ni mukomuko egun ajanaku ha ikoko lenu egun wole olohun ori ejonto ejonto ni akisa ni abi kini wole Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. I'm your host Bidemi Olugunde. Ekabosi abalawogoji eto owe Yoruba. Orukomini Bidemi Olugunde. On this episode, I'll be analyzing five Yoruba proverbs describing mutual respect, overreaching, and self-awareness. So according to Yoruba tradition, a young person quoting proverbs in the presence of adults must do so humbly and respectfully. Therefore, in line with tradition, I humbly crave the indulgence of my parents and elders before going ahead with this episode. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So the first proverb I have here says, "Egun wole olunwori ejonto. Ejonto ni akisa ni abikini wole." So the masquerader enters a house and claims he did not see a jonto so ejonto asked is that a rag that entered the house or what egunwole olohunri ejonto ejonto ni akisani abikini wole the masquerader enters the house and claims that he did not see a jonto and then ejonto asked Is that a rag that entered the house or what? So from the last episode I analyzed some proverbs that talks about masquerades and masquerade costumes and so on. So again this is another proverb that uses the description of a masquerader and the costumes they wear in a way that emphasizes self-respect and mutual respect. So we all know masqueraders wear costumes and it's all made of lapels and clothing items that are sewn together in a loose manner so that when the masquerade is dancing and they spin around the the costume would basically be like a whirlwind which is kind of the the concept of the whole masquerade costumes because the goal for the costume swirling in the wind is is to spread blessings onto the people who are witnessing the masquerade dancing so it's like a a an analogy for the ancestors of that family of that village and so on because the the, the masquerade represent a link between the ancestors who have passed away and the people living um currently so the clothes are sewn together in a way that they would swirl around while the masquerade is dancing and then it kind of looks disjointed so what this proverb is now using as an analogy is saying a masquerader enters a house with his full regalia his full costume and is claiming to not see someone who he should acknowledge 
So that agento is a placeholder for someone that should be acknowledged whenever anyone enters the house, maybe like an elder or someone with status or authority. But this masquerader is claiming to still be representing the gods and the ancestors. So the masquerader is acting pompous, forgetting that whether you're a masquerade or not, you are still subject to certain types of authority. So this masquerader is not recognizing a junto who is supposed to represent an elder or someone in a position of power, status, or authority. So in response, Ajunto now said, what exactly entered the house? It looks like a rag, but, you know, I don't know what it is. So in other words, someone who is disregarding other people will be disregarded. Someone who disrespects others will be disrespected. Someone who is rude to other people will be rude to, and so on and so forth. So, Egunwale, Olongo Riejonto. Ejonto ni, Akisani, Abikini Wale. The masquerader enters the house and claims he did not see Ejonto. So, Ejonto asked, Is that a rag? that entered the house, or what? So the second proverb I have here says, An elephant's bone gets stuck in the wolf's mouth. An elephant's bone gets stuck in the mouth of the wolf. So also like in the last episode, analyze some proverbs that talks about the importance of the elephant and how the elephant doesn't have any animal that eats it. But then technically in the food chain, it's the lions and the tigers who sit on top of the food chain. They're carnivores. However, due to the sheer size of the elephant, no other animal can eat the elephant, all things being equal. So technically, it's the elephant who sits on top of the food chain and the elephant is the king of the forest, but then the elephant is quiet. They just go about their business. So now the lion can claim to be the king of the forest because the elephant is not stressing the lion for that title. But every animal knows that the elephant is literally untouchable. So now in this proverb, it's talking about the bone of the elephant that gets stuck in the mouth of the wolf. So if a wolf happens to now kill an elephant, in the process of eating that elephant, the bone of the elephant gets stuck in the mouth of the wolf. And then potentially, the wolf dies of choking. In other words, while living, while dead, the elephant remains untouchable. So this proverb is now saying an analogy basically of people who overreach like the wolf just did. If you overreach, you would almost certainly pay the price of overreaching. So this brings us to just the mindfulness of knowing our limitations, knowing the things we are capable of, the things we can do, knowing when to stop or when to start something, knowing when to pause something we are doing, knowing when to ask for help, just self-awareness in general so that we don't end up like the wolf who goes ahead and kills an elephant, but then doesn't leave to enjoy the meal. An elephant's bone gets stuck 
in the mouth of the wolf. So the third proverb I have says, Emida kooku, iwoda kooku, sibe unpe minimu komuko. I bought 20 calories worth of corn pap. You also bought 20 calories worth of corn pap. Yet you call me a corn pap addict. Emida kooku, iwoda kooku, sibe unpe minimu komuko. I bought 20 calories worth of corn pap. You also bought 20 calories worth of corn pap. Yet, you call me a corn pap addict. So this proverb is talking about um, people that don't analyze their own behaviors before going ahead to criticize other people's behaviors. Back in Yoruba tradition, there was the unit of currency was the calories, basically shells, um, seashells and so on. So 20 calories was a lot of money. And then we have someone buying corn pap. It's like custard, but made of, you know, cornstarch. And it's a staple food, even up till now. So someone is buying 20 calories worth of corn pap, which is a lot of corn pap. And then the person's friend, or I'm assuming, also bought 20 calories worth of corn pap. But then one person is calling the other person a corn pap addict but they just bought the same amount of corn pap. So we shouldn't criticize people for flaws that we also have. We shouldn't go ahead and point fingers, telling someone what they are doing is wrong when we are literally doing the same thing. So this just reminds us to be self-aware. To in the, the holy books talk about this in so many different ways. Remove the plank in your own eyes before pointing out the speck of wood in the other person's eyes. So we should be self-aware enough to know that whatever it is we are blaming other people for, if someone has anger issues, but then we are the person who always goes nuclear, any little thing that happens, that's a source of self-analysis. And this could be in family settings, relationship settings, among friends, and so on and so forth. Emida kouku, iwoda kouku, sibe onpe minimu komuko. I bought 20 calories worth of corn pap. You also bought 20 calories worth of corn pap. But yet, you call me a corn pap addict. So the fourth proverb I have here says, Emi iwofa, iwo iwofa. Oni babani ko bowowa. I am a pawn, you are a pawn. And you tell me the creditor sent you to collect his money. Have you repaid yours? Emi wofa. Iwo wofa. Oni babani ko bowowa. Iwoti dati resileno. I am a pawn, you are a pawn. But you tell me the creditor sent you to collect his money. Have you repaid yours? So this is a proverb that is similar to the previous one saying, we should be mindful of our situation in life before claiming to be better than other people. In this case, two people are owing money to a creditor. One person approaches the other person saying, by the way, the creditor asked me to collect his money. So now I'm forced to ask you, 
have you repaid yours? Because it's very likely you are going to use my own money that I'm about to foolishly hand over to you to pay your own debt. So now I'm left with two debts to pay because I just you just camped me of the money I've saved up to pay my debt. You use that to pay your own debt. So now the creditor is coming after me saying he hasn't received my own debt. So in other words, this can be interpreted in so many ways. Self-awareness, being sensible enough to know what's happening around us. Just that native intelligence, sometimes called street intelligence, the ability to just be observant so that we know that, okay, someone is about to pull a fast one on us or not. So, emi iwofa, iwo iwofa. Oni baba niko obowa, iwo ti dati resileno. I'm a pawn, you're a pawn. But you tell me the creditor sent you to collect his money. Have you repaid yours? So the last proverb for this episode 40 says, Epo ni moru, oni yongi ma bate mije. It is palm oil I'm carrying. Sandman, don't ruin my fortune. Epo ni moru, oni yongi ma bate mije. It is palm oil that I'm carrying. Sandman, do not ruin my fortune. So, this is another proverb that talks about serves as a cautionary warning. Um, it's referring to two items that do not go together, palm oil and sand. So palm oil, if any impurity gets into palm oil, it's difficult enough to remove, not to now mention sand, that is basically going to render the palm oil useless. Some chemical engineers or chemists would say technically you can separate sand from palm oil, but... We all know that takes a lot of effort and time and so on. And you probably won't get back the same quantity of palm oil by the end of that long chemical process. So, all things being equal, palm oil and sand do not go together. So if someone is selling palm oil and the other person for some reason, maybe they're bricklayer or something, they deal with sand, those two should not be within 10 feet of each other. Otherwise, it's bad for business for both of them. It's bad for whatever it is they aim to use their products to do. And then we see this in in life, basically. Two people with certain characteristics and behaviors and character traits shouldn't necessarily hang out together because at the end of the day, it's not going to be good for either of them. And then they end up worse than where they started before they came together. So again, like every proverb allows us to, it allows us to analyze our family relationships, work relationships, friends, and so even neighbors. So depending on whatever it is that is a particular unique trait, some traits just don't go together. So just knowing this is the beginning of wisdom, literally. So that's all I have for this episode 40 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. Thanks for listening. The 
Yoruba Proverbs podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alowale Productions. Audio engineering and graphic design by Bidemi Ologunde. Senior producer, Bidemi Ologunde. Executive producers, Olufolani Ologunde and Tobilaba Ologunde. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Yoruba Proverbs podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bdemi at bdemiologunday.com. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if you find it valuable and your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next